Well, new series today, and, and uh, if you weren't here on Wednesday night, we didn't really start the series, just put some things out there regarding it. And um, we've been on Wednesday night through the month of August, we've been sharing on the voice of God, know, knowing the voice of God, being aware of the voice of God. And today, this series in September uh, is similar, but a little bit different. Um, and the title of this series is Hearing God. Hearing God. Um, I'm going to, th- throughout the month, uh, I'm, you know, I may, I, I don't know what, what we're going to do because in the natural I'm looking at how am I going to teach all this in the information that God's been giving me. Um, I, ha- I absolutely have no idea how I'm going to get it all in these four Sundays in September, um, or however many Sundays, I don't know how many there are. Um, there's five, five in September. Um, so maybe I can in five. <laughs> so we'll see. But um, I'm not rushing through this, and I'm laying a foundation regarding hearing God. M- most people don't believe you can hear from God. And I'll tell you why. Because God is here and we're down under the little lip down there. He's here and we're way down there. So you can never hear God or even know anything about God. When, when in all actuality, we were created in His image. We were created like Him. So He's here and wherever He is, here we are. But we're always here, but, but this is the way God set it up. Not He's here and we're there and there's no way you can ever understand God. Many people, many people, many Christian people that are born again still have the idea that you cannot hear God. Have the idea that you never know what God's going to do because it's too vast. Maybe, maybe the Pope can understand God and, and who God is, and I'm not saying the Pope can't, because I'm sure he can. He's a great man. But in actuality, there's no difference in the Pope or anybody else in God's estimation of mankind. There's honor that we show to those in places of authority and that kind of thing, and that's a good thing. But there's no difference in our ability to be able to hear God or know God or know the things of God. Doesn't matter who you are, you know, doesn't matter you're male or female, I don't care where you're born, what nationality you are, anything else. There, 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 is, there is nothing in the Bible that says anybody has special has more privileges or special privileges to be able to hear and know God. We're all the same. Now, what you do with what you have determines how you can hear God. So, Wednesday night, and you know, a lot of you weren't here Wednesday, so I'm, I'm, I'm again, it wasn't like the beginning message. Um, but I read out of Psalm 23, and there's six verses here, and I, and I want to just read it again. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. David says here, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. One translation says, I shall not lack. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Everybody say, he leads me. 
He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Though, yea, though I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All of those promises in Psalm 23 are conditional. Because some of the promises appear not to be so good, but the end result is good. And one of those, one of those promises is in verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, or your word and your spirit, they comfort me. What, what, what's, what's being done? All of the promises here are conditional to the fact that I am allowing God to lead me. You need to get that in your spirit more than you need to get anything else. Every promise in the Word of God is conditional to the fact that I am allowing and learning how to allow God to lead me. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear nothing. Why? Because He's leading me. So, what is God doing as he's leading us. What is the key to the leading process? I, I believe in a, in, a real simple, in a real simple form, it's found in Matthew 10. We, we've read that in some series that we've taught on this summer, but in, in uh, no, not, not Matthew 10, but in John 10. John 10. And this is in red, and this is Jesus making this point, and I just want to go right to the point. Look at verse 3. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him what's he doing he's going before them and he's leading them and they follow him now watch this this is key for they know his voice so he's speaking to them as he's leading them verse 5 yet they will by no means follow a stranger but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Man, that passage of Scripture, for the longest time, it just, it, it just hit me 
in a strange way. They don't know the voice of strangers. What, what, are, what are sheep known for? Being really intelligent? And you know what? Um, I'm going to just speak some good things about my sheep homies today. Um, do you know that, according to John 10, that you're a sheep? Now, sheep are known to be stupid animals because they just do what the shepherd says. Actually, they only know one voice and they will not follow another voice. So they're considered stupid. Um, have you ever seen in our society the way that our society looks at Christians? For years, Christians were looked at as weak people, kind of stupid people. Uh, they were uneducated, probably, people because they did what, what like they, they would do something that they heard preached from another man. Like I'm preaching something to you today, and you would take what I said and do something with it. Wow. You know, in our society, why would we ever listen to what anybody else thinks? See, that's weak, and that, that's stupid, and that's ignorant, okay? Well, you know here, I would never tell you to take something I said and take it as gospel truth. I'm preaching the Word because He said somebody's got to preach it. And I'm doing it because He called me to preach it. So I'm preaching it to you, but He said, Holy Ghost is the true teacher. Right? You've got to take what I say and you, you need to come all the time and hear what I say, but then you've got to do something with what I say by making sure that what I'm saying is what he says is so. Because, I'll tell you this, I wrote this down. You'll see it on the screen. If you can't hear God, he can't lead you. If you can't hear God, God can't. Everybody say can't. Well, I thought God, there wasn't anything God can't do. Well, God can do anything, and where we're concerned, He can do anything that He says He can do. <laughs> I'm going to show you in the Scriptures, and all month long, we're going to look at how God spoke to individuals in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. God spoke over and over and over and over and over again. He just said, do this. And when they did it, amazing things happened. Whole nations, whole lineage of people's lives changed. You and I were changed in a moment because of God saying to a man, do this, and he did it. Boom! And all of us are saved today as a result of it. I mean, it happened down through the years, but it started one day because God said somebody heard 
and they did what he said. If you don't know how to hear God, God can't lead you. The sheep are following because God's leading them, but they're following because they heard his voice. Those stupid sheep that everybody's told you that they are, they're obedient animals. And I don't want to be outdone by an animal. I tell you what, I got this revelation about a year ago that I am his sheep, I'm his child. And I don't pay attention to anything but his voice. What's the worst thing that somebody could do to you that would cause you to listen to a voice and do something that was ugly? What's the worst thing? Think it through. Is it worth it? Is it worth it for me to pay attention to another voice and carry out and carry through with something that is not God? I've become absolutely 100, 1,001%. I, I am absolutely convinced it's not worth it. It's taught me and continues to teach me to keep my mouth shut. It's taught me and continues to teach me how to pray for people. It's taught me and continues to teach me how to act and do just as Jesus did. Remember when Jesus made the statement, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you or despitefully use you or do ugly things to you. There were times when Jesus was real matter-of-fact about what, what needed to be done in the situation, but he wasn't emotional about it, and he wasn't ugly about it. It's just the way it is. You know why? Because he can't go against the word. But he never, not one time ever, the difference in Jesus and the Apostle Paul is that the Apostle Paul missed it, and he walked out of love at different times in his life because he wasn't, him. There are people who think the Apostle Paul was the perfect example. Well, the truth is, we're all the perfect examples. Because I was forgiven in my mistakes before I made them. So, I make a mistake, oh, it's already forgiven. And the more I realize that, I don't have to keep making mistakes because the key to not making mistakes is hearing his voice because he'll lead me into the truth of every situation and he'll show me past what I can see right before my eyes. Most people make decisions because it looks like this. Yeah, but you don't know what this looks like. No, but I know what it looks like over here. And if you'll let him lead you, he'll lead you this way and then this way and then this way and then over here. But you can't listen to not even one voice. Everybody say, I'm a sheep. Everybody say, I'm smart. Them sheep, you know one thing about them sheep? You know the story about, about the one that strayed? 
when sheep do exactly what they're told, a lot of them don't get taken out. Sheep don't get taken out. It's not common for sheep to be taken out because they're where they need to be. Ah, I'm tired of that pen. I'm just going to mess around over here and do. We're going to dig a hole into that one and go over here. We're going to just do our own little thing. And, you know, it really doesn't matter. That's when you get taken out. When you start doing what you think is right, that's when you get taken out. Sheep may appear to be stupid, but they just do what they're told. And they only know one voice. Now, do I look like a sheep herder? So I'm just telling you that's what the word said. <laughs> so I'm just taking it for granted. Some of you that deal with sheep, you know, may be sitting there thinking, you know, pastor doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Take it up with God. Amen. <clears throat> but I think it's a really good point. <laughs> I had to take it. Glory to God. If you can't hear God, he can't lead you. Look at Psalm 32. If you can't hear God, he cannot lead you. So I'm just going to give you a couple things in regard to obstacles to the hearing process. Okay? I'm going to give you a couple things to think about. There's a lot of obstacles, but I'm going to give you some things to think about that might help you to identify other obstacles that are keeping you from really being able to hear. Because the lack, listen, it's not, it's not, there's never a lack of God speaking. What there's a lack of is a trained ear to hear. And all month long we're going to talk about that and what it looks like. But today I'm giving you foundation for this. Psalm 32 and verse uh, 8. <clears throat> I'm going to look at this in the New King James and then I'm going to read it in the New Living. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with a bit and a bridle, else they will not come near you. Look at this in the New Living. The Lord says, I will guide you. What does that sound like? I'll lead you. Along the best pathway for your life. Sounds good to me. Everybody take a deep breath. No more bad paths. Yeah, but, you know, this, this situation's got to line up, and I've got to figure this thing out, and that thing, and, and, and I've got to have this to help me to hear the voice of God, and all these things. Okay, all right, let, let's look at this. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and a bridle to keep it under control. <clears throat> what does the mule and the horse not have? They don't have understanding. When you and I have understanding <clears throat> and then we choose 
to train our ear to hear so that he can lead us. If you don't hear God, he can't lead you. Otherwise, otherwise, we're human beings walking around like a jackass. We're human beings walking around like a mule and a horse, having to be controlled by all these other little outside helps to fix the things in our lives. When all along, it's one voice is the key to everything. I'm proving that in the Word today. One voice. Everybody say one voice. 1 Kings 19, we read this on Wednesday night, but I want to read it again. Or just part of what we read. 1 Kings um, 19. And just read a few verses here. This is the story of Elijah. And he's just destroyed 450 prophets of Baal. He's just had a, had a showdown between his God and the gods of Baal. And, um, and his God won. And I mean, you know, just think of all that was going on and all the rejoicing and, and everything that was happening. And it says, there he came to a cave, it was after this, where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, everybody say, the Lord talked to Elijah. Say it, the Lord talked to Elijah. So the Lord spoke to him, and he said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Go and, st- and, and God says to him, Go and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, and after the earthquake, there was a fire. And it says God wasn't in any of those things. God wasn't in anything. And three times the Lord spoke to Elijah, and the third time he told him what to do. And what was really going on with Elijah, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but but I want to say this because I want to help you with your journey of hearing God. He spoke to him three times, and two times he gave excuses. And the third time when God spoke to him, he said, now I want you to go and anoint these three men. And he said, when you anoint these three men, they'll take care of all your problems. Elijah wanted to die because of one woman. And you think that the one woman shouldn't have been a big deal, but listen, anything is a big deal if it's your perception. Right? Whatever your perception is in something, it's a big deal. 
And God will take you where you're at like he did with Elijah. And Elijah, I mean, it should have been his finest hour. He defeated the 450 prophets. Everything he said that would happen, it happened. And now he's running from one woman that wants to kill him because of what, what he did to the prophets. Her husband, Ahab, is the king of Israel. And he marries outside of the lineage. And it creates all kinds of havoc and things happen. And now he's after, she's after Elijah. But God speaks to Elijah. And what happens with those three people that he went and prayed for out of obedience to God? One of them was Jehu, and he destroyed uh, Jezebel. He destroyed her. Another one was Elisha, and Elisha was in position to take his mantle in a double portion and accomplish double what Elijah accomplished. Amen. Out of the word from God that God spoke, it helped the continuous speaking, he stayed with it. He didn't kill himself. He didn't commit suicide. He overcame the situation. And as he overcame the situation, what he did out of obedience to God cleared up all the problem. One voice speaking, finally him coming to a place of obeying. And when he did what God said, man, it put him back up top. Seemed like he was, I mean, you know, to go from being at the pinnacle of his life and at a great time and, and all of Israel and, and everybody rejoicing and in one night he finds himself hiding in a cave from a woman. God doesn't want you and I to be taken out by some petty little thing that's not as big a deal as we think it is. There are things that we think are big deals and they're not big deals. The problem is you're not listening to the voice of God because He'll tell you how to fix the situation. One voice from God, one word from God will change situations forever. One word. <clears throat> he wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire. You know how many people say that things like earthquakes and tornadoes and all those kind of things are just acts of God. They come and they destroy all kinds of things. God's not a destroyer. Actually, he wasn't in that quake, but there was another quake in the New Testament, and he was in that one. You look in, uh, I think it's Acts 15, 16, somewhere in there. And it says... Paul and Silas were preaching the word and they had cast a devil out of a woman that was making these other people a bunch of money. And they got mad and dragged Paul and Silas to the judges and they threw him in jail. And at midnight, there was an earthquake. Everybody say earthquake. And it shook the very foundation of the prison. And what happened? It caved in on them and killed them all? No. The doors popped open. Boop. The shackles. Boop. God was in that quake. Hmm? 
The thief comes to kill and steal and destroy. Our God came that we might have life and have it abundant, but that abundant life comes from Him leading us because we heard His voice and we chose not to follow that voice, not to follow that voice, not to follow that voice. Oh, there He is. Yeah, but you know what? You might go over the cliff right there. I don't listen to that. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe if you do that project, you may not have enough money. That doesn't matter. God said, I heard his voice. Yeah, but you know, you need to be listening to me. What I'm telling you, I got 15 degrees and I know all these people and I know this thing and this person can do this. No, God said, God told me. Yeah, but you know what? You've had a difficult time here and if you wouldn't have had this difficult time, you wouldn't have had this difficult time if you wouldn't be, you know, doing all that stuff with church life and hearing the word and putting your stuff. No, no, no. God said, God told me. God said, God said, one voice, not multiplicity of voices, one voice, and the other voices, the other voices, it says in John 10, the other voices, they never listen to on purpose. Why? Because they've been trained. Can you say Amen. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this today with 14 passages right now. No, I'm, I'm going to end this with a couple. I was going to do something else, but I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to wait. Um, I'm going to end this with a, a couple things that I want you to see. Look at Ephesians 5. And verse 15. See then, verse 15 of Ephesians 5, see then that you walk circumspectly. The amplified in that first part of that verse says this. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately. Purposely, worthily, and accurately. So back to the New King James. See then that you walk that, that you walk circumspectly, that you walk on purpose. You, you know exactly what you're doing. A while back, I was in an airplane flying to Virginia. Did it matter where I landed in Virginia? What if my destination was just, eh, wherever, anywhere in Virginia? Uh, no, I, I need to be in Virginia Beach. Well, we, we dropped you off in, uh, uh, up around Maryland, right on the border of Virginia. Uh, that's close enough. 
is not close enough. I need to be accurate in my destination and my plan about where I'm going and what I'm doing. Everybody say accurate. And, and he says why. He says, because if you don't, then you're a fool. He says we're fools. He said, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. What, what does that mean? The days are evil, meaning they're full of voices. I've said it once, you're going to, and I don't know how many times I've already said it, but we're going to say it all month long, that what makes things not work out, what makes things appear to be evil, what makes things appear to not be what God wants is because paying attention to the other voices. He said the days are evil. How many believe the days are evil today? How many, how many believe you can be watching something and it's a good thing? And just something real slight can kind of tilt your thinking and cause your thinking to be slanted just because of just one thing that someone says. Well, then I, I guess we should just like live in a closet so we can't ever hear anything. Or, no, no. No, he, he told us how to do that. He said, bring every thought captive. To what? to the mind of Christ, to the way he thinks about a situation. And when you hear something that you know, and you're practicing, you're developing this journey, you're, you know, uh, I'm on this journey, and I'm, I'm developing my ear to do what? To hear what? His voice, one voice. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake this time. He wasn't in the fire. He was in the still, small voice. The thing about the voice of God is it's not loud like I'm talking right now. It's not pushy. It's not irritating. It doesn't get on your nerves. Hmm? It's just there. And whatever's not happening, well, you know what? I just lost my phone number. He lost my address. He's just not speaking. That's not the problem. No, God's speaking. Always, 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 God is speaking. It's either we don't like what we heard, or we weren't listening. Something's not like exactly like you want it today. So you go to God, and God says, "Just keep doing what you're doing." No, 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 God, no, no, no. no I need an answer. That was it. Keep doing what you're doing. Ah, 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 I need a fleece. I mean, just to have two fighter jets fly right over my house and just stop right over my house. Huh? Just keep doing what you're doing. No. Ah, just keep doing what you're doing. Be faithful. We don't want to hear what we're hearing, or we're not listening. We're listening to all the other voices. And all that just means is your ear hasn't been trained. You're not a real sheep. You saying I'm not born again? I didn't say that. 
I said, you're not a real sheep, like an animal sheep. They follow, they do, at least the Bible says they do. They follow, they do exactly what they're told. And they only follow that one voice. I mean, somebody, Justin, how, how did those sheep know that boy? I mean, they're just trained from the time they're born, right? Somebody? Somehow, their hearing is made attentive to that voice. And God's given us how to do that, and the more we do it, then we're redeeming the days and realizing the days are evil, but my days don't have to be full of evil. See? The world could be falling apart, but my world doesn't have to fall apart. Because I hear that voice, and I do what he says. That's the key. So, look with me as, as I bring this to a close. Look with me in the book of Revelation. Second chapter and the seventh verse. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, the Apostle John was on the Isle of Patmos. He was getting this revelation. If, if you have a Bible that shows the red, this is Jesus saying this. This is direct revelation from Jesus speaking to the Apostle John to write these letters to the churches in Asia. And these letters are written to you and I today. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Who's the church? Everybody say, I'm the church. We're the church. So the Spirit speaks to me and us. Amen? Verse 11. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse 17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse 29. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to to the churches. Third chapter. Okay, Pastor, we got it. Do we? Do we? Do we, do we, do we, do we, do we? Verse 6. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse 13. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. In the last verse of chapter 3, verse 22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Again, the problem 
is not God speaking. He said here, whoever has an ear. Now, this is what I believe, okay? And you can do with this what you want. I think most of you believe this, but you, you should believe it because the Word says so. But the way that I have an ear is because I've trained my ear to hear His Word. But I put myself in a place where I've trained myself to hear the Word so that I can know what God says is so. And over time, as I do things with His Word, when I'm believing He's telling me to do something in a specific, direct way, not with the whole Bible, but with a verse of Scripture that He's telling me He's leading me with. And as I'm developing that, what I'm doing is I'm developing an ear to hear. You'll you'll never hear God apart from His Word. But His Word coming in to you, you're hearing it today, or you're studying it, or you're confessing it, or you're meditating on it. The Word that you're studying today, you're studying to show yourself approved that you are a child of God that desires to do what God wants. But, at the end of the day, it takes me believing that He has a voice and that that voice talks the Word in a given situation. And I have to have the Word in me, yes, but then I have to accurately have the ability to know that God has told me to do this. And God has told me to do this or this accurately. Because in John 14, and this will be in John 14 and verse 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He will bring to your remembrance everything that's been said. And what that says to me is, He'll bring to my remembrance everything that I need when I need it. And He'll show me and reveal to me what I need to know in a given situation that in the natural, I may not even think that I know or that I even understand. Sometimes people think that, you know, how, how, does, how did somebody have that verse of Scripture or have that thought right then in that moment? Because the Holy Ghost. He reveals what we need in the moment. And when I hear that voice, and I know that I've heard that voice, I don't want any of the other voices. All the other voices can say all kinds of things. And I got a whole list of different types of voices that we're going to read in the next few services. I got a whole list of those voices, and I think you'll like it. I think you'll like what God is showing you through this series about His voice versus every other voice 
And some people don't believe that they have listened to other voices. They just think they have thoughts. But your thoughts have been established by voices. How do you know that two plus two equals four? A voice. Somebody taught you. Right? Right? Or did you just come out of the womb and say, four? Saw a golf ball going by. Four. <clears throat> no. Somebody taught you. A voice taught you. That's how things get established by voices. And there's one voice that you and I need in this life, and it's his. And, and you say, you mean I shouldn't ever listen to another person? Come on, I didn't say that. You got to grow. You got to learn. You got to be taught all those kind of things. But then you have to make sure that what you've been taught doesn't control you in your life when it goes against what God says. So you got to spend at least as much time meditating and giving time to the Word of God than you do other things. At least as much time. And I tell you, the more you get to the Word and the more it changes and makes things happen on the inside of you, the more you'll want it. And you say amen to that? Back to Revelation 13 and verse 9, and I'll end with this verse. Revelation 13 and 9. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. That's the verse. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. And today, what I challenge you, God wants you to choose to hear. Choose to develop an ear. I don't care what you've ever said before. I don't care what other people have told you about hearing God. From today on, let it be your confession. I choose to develop an ear to hear his voice. Amen? And I tell you what, when you hear his voice, you don't have to try to not hear the other voices. The Bible says that the sheep ignore those voices. They give those voices no place. Fifteen other people could be out there yelling, screaming, and hollering, and they're not following that voice, at least from what the scripture says. My sheep hear my voice, and they do what I say. And that's what God's building in the earth. And I'll just tell you right now, we, we, we have to be redeeming the times because the days are evil. And the only thing that keeps us on top and not underneath is having an ear to hear his voice. Say, I choose. I choose.